Prayer is the most powerful thing we can do in our days, but all too often it gets drowned out by the noise around us. But what if the noise in our earbuds could help us tune out the noise of the world and instead tune in to our most important conversation? That's why we're here, to bring you inspiring conversations, practical how-tos, and guided prayers to help you pray like you never thought possible. I'm Valerie Warner, and this is Prayer in a Noisy World. Hello, I'm Kara Bryant, and um, I just wanted to say a few words before my interview with Val um, airs today. Um, I, in this interview, it was a few months ago, and um, we talk a lot about prayer and um, my prayer life as of late. Um, You'll learn a little bit about my last um, year of life where I had my second baby and um, just how um, I found to stay connected to God during this busy season. Well, it's over this past um, few months that the Lord has revealed to me that it's time for me to take a step back from working at Boundary Paper, where I have for the past six years. Um, so just so you know, as you're listening to the podcast, it will sound like um, I'm currently working, and at that time I was, and um, and I um, plan to keep working um, as long as the Lord had me there, and um, but he has since called me into a new season of being home with my little people, and um, so um, I'm sad um, to step away from Valmary Paper and, and also excited about what God has for me um, in this next season, but I just wanted to say a little update and um, say how thankful I am for each of you listening and just um, getting to know your hearts and uh, being connected to you through prayer um, over these last six years. So thank you. Guys, welcome back to Prayer in a Noisy World. I am so excited for today's guest. It is Kara Bryant. And I paused when I just said that because I was like, what? I I have you Kara Kemp in my phone Um, because you started about two months before you got married. But anyway, uh, super, super excited to have you here and um, to chat. Yes, I'm so excited to be here. Actually, it's funny because I celebrate my fifth wedding anniversary um, tomorrow and I came to VMP just about a month or a couple of months before that. So I always remember five years each. That is crazy. Okay. I still, I can't believe it's been five years. I think we talked about that earlier this year Uh that it was going to be five and we blew past that. Uh (laughs) There's a lot going on this time of year. (laughs) Yeah, that's crazy. Well, um, and happy anniversary. I didn't realize it was tomorrow. I knew it was soon, but didn't realize it was then. Um, well, yeah. Okay. So tell everybody a little bit about who you are and what you do. Yes. So, um, I, so my name's Kara. I started with Valmary Paper, you know, five years ago, and I kind of came on to just kind of help Val with whatever was needed. Um, and, uh, as the company was growing and, um, and I know that was just, um, a big step in hiring someone new. And so it was fun to kind of like figure out this role, 
um, and work alongside her. And today that's kind of grown and we have um, more people on our team. And um, we, so I've kind of settled into kind of a marketing slash integrator kind of person. Um, basically I work in Asana, which is our like to-do list board and, um, put things in there. That's basically my job is mm-hmm. to put things in Asana <laughs> and help us to get projects done and think about how we're marketing on social media and, um, the website and other things. So yeah, I love it. It is like, I mean, I'll just take a second here just to say that, it is my dream, and I know maybe we might talk about answered prayers later on, but this is one of the biggest Aww. answered prayers is this job and what it has given to me in each season of my life as I've gotten married, as I've had, had kids, and just a way to serve others, to use the things that God has given me um, for ministry to learn that I love business and didn't know about that and get to have the best friends and Val and Brandy and Jane and, um, our designer, Andrea, um, that was with us for a while. And, um, so yeah, but thank you so much for having me today. I'm excited. Aww. to be here. Well, um, I'm so glad you mentioned all that because I was thinking about sharing this, but I totally forgot, but, um, or, I didn't write it down. So I would have <laughs> definitely forgotten. But um, I have, I mean, I tell Tyler constantly, I'm like, Kara cannot leave ever because oh. you are so integral to what we do. And I know um, just a cool story about Kara and her prayer life. And <laughs> even when we did our interview, and I might have mentioned this the last time we talked, um, <clears throat> but maybe not. But even when we did our interview, I was having a really rough week. I, was I think Vanna might have been sick and then it was like a very flustered Friday and I remember you prayed for or you were just like can I just pray for you in the interview and I just was tearing up because that was just such a confirmation that you were the person and you know I I know I've said this and I hope you don't take I don't know how it comes off but um, as far as like qualifications there was maybe some others who like had what we were like specifically Mm -hmm. looking for but you have come into this role and been you've not only like been the person who like I knew like okay she's she cares about prayer and this is like important to her but you've also grown so much in every job you've taken so um I mean you have definitely been a huge answered prayer to us too and I, I know like that's that, yeah, I just think that's so cool as a as a prayer business owner to have somebody just stop and pray because that's not, it sounds weird, but that is not like, I feel like I'm usually the one to like ask people to pray just because I'm comfortable with it. Not everybody's comfortable with it. So anyway, that was a, that was a big thing for me um, to see experience, I guess. Um, but yes. Okay. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just say thank you so much. I mean, I, I think that I was so nervous in that moment because I was like, I don't want her to think I'm just doing this because like I'm trying to get a prayer position. <laughs> like, yeah. but it's, um, it's some, yeah, I just knew in that moment I needed to pray for you. And, yeah. um, and that was totally God, um, working and bringing us together and just has been ever since I feel like. Yes. Yes. Amen. Um, well, okay. So you told us work, you are married to Dane and 
kind of mentioned him just y'all celebrating five, uh, celebrating five years and you got two little kiddos yes one that's two and a half and one is six months so crazy that's affected my prayer life a lot I'm sure we'll talk about that <laughs> yeah so we'll start with the hardest one for you right now then is what yes. does your prayer routine look like yes so I feel like the word that came to me when kind of just thinking back over the past six months, and I am so thankful that as of like just in the past couple of weeks, things have started to get to where I can get into my preferred routine, which is like my ideal, of course, is to wake up in the morning with a cup of coffee, have quiet and silence and get to just um, spend time with the Lord. Um, that has been really hard for the past six months. Um because my, my littlest one, um, had some, just like some sleep issues that my first one didn't. And, um, so the word that came to me whenever I was thinking about the past six months was tangible that, Mm -hmm. um, instead of spending a lot of time internally and quiet, I've really needed a lot of things that I could see that I could hear, um, to help me have an intentional time. And of course, like there's the moments throughout the day that Lord help me, <laughs> Lord, I need you. And there's like all of those moments, of course, of just prayer that happen naturally. Um, especially when, um, you know, in just a hard season, like getting used to new baby, but, um, some ways that like, I've tried to incorporate, um, into my life in the past six months. They're not new ways. And we talk about them a lot in Balmary paper, but they're not my natural thing. And I feel like doing them over the past six months has really just grown my prayer life in a season that could have been like super dry. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like, and I don't, I didn't even set out at the beginning, like, Oh, I'm going to do this, this, and this, and this. And, um, it's going to, you know, help me get through this time. But the Lord just put things in front of me. I feel like that helped. So I made a little list of some things oh, yeah. um, that helped. And one, so one was writing out my prayers, which um, I think that, and all of these, I mean, these are not things I did every day. They're just like things throughout, you know, this busy time in my life that I tried to insert at different points. Um, and so writing out my prayers was one thing that I feel like you would think like, oh, I'm going to do that when I have plenty more time in my life, but I really needed it some days to stay focused, um, to not fall asleep (laughs) and, um, to actually, um, you know, remember the things I wanted to pray for, um, you know, using my prompt section and the prayer journal and writing those things down, um, just that writing out my prayers really helped, um, reading pre-written prayers. Of course we have springboard prayers, which Val wrote, it's in the shop and it's 128 prayers for different, um, just times. And that really helped a lot and books like that, um, that just gave what are some me- other ones. Yeah. Um, so, um, like books, books sorry for, huh? Like yes, uh, books. books. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Praying for, is it praying for my children? The J- Jody Burnt. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, praying so, the scriptures over my yes. children, I think. So yeah. good. And I love that one that 
it just literally has a scripture written out and like blanks in it. So you put their names in it. And especially in the season of just like having a new baby, like I want to be praying for him and both of them, but um, you just have to put their name in the blank. Like <laughs> it couldn't be easier, you know, That's and, awesome. yeah. um, I needed that. Um, and then there is a very old book. Oh, what is it called? I'll put it in the show notes. Okay. So look in the show notes if you're needing some ideas, cause I can't remember exactly yeah. what it's called off the top of my yeah. head, but it's like from the early two thousands. And, um, it's more like poetry type of praying, but, um, I've grabbed that. Um, quite a few times as well. Um, so again, just like seeing those words, like having people help me with the words has been really important. Um, praying out loud is something I've started doing and mostly with my um, daughter um, on the way to school in the mornings before bed at night. Um, but just praying out loud because um, and challenging myself to actually like pray mostly normally how I would pray by myself, not dumbing it down for her, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because for one, I wanted it for me too, not just for her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and for two, like, I think that we can dumb things down. I think our little people can handle more than we think they can. Yeah. You know? And that just teaches them more how to pray rather than just saying, dear Lord, thank you for this day. Amen. But just like thinking, you know, beyond that and praying beyond that. Um, And um, so that's another way that's been really helpful. It's just a little thing I started. And then I realized like, no, I really like this time of um, (laughs) of praying out loud with her. Um, And then I will say walking. That's always been really um, a good time where I know I'm going to have quiet. You don't, Mm -hmm. you know, in this season, you don't know that you're going to have um, those quiet moments that I know I can strap them in and, um, they're happy looking around and, um, I can, um, pray. I can just be in nature, which is, um, one of the places I feel closest to the Lord and, um, just kind of listen and think over things with him. Um, so yeah, that has kind of been, my routine has been an amalgamation of, those kinds of things, as well as just like the, um, the praying in the moments. Kara, I'm going to have to look up the word amalgamation. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh I hope I used it correctly now, but I'm um, just like, oh, a collection of all of those. Okay. <laughs> I, I like context clues I could have gotten, but I'm like, whoa, I have not, I've never used that word in a sentence before, oh. but it's impressive. Um, okay. So you, you've definitely covered like how you pray, you pray out loud, you pray um, in your journal. So that's really cool. I love like hearing just the variety that people use because, you know, often sometimes prayer feels boring because we're only praying one way. So I think like just seeing a variety of different ways is really cool and hopefully will inspire somebody who's maybe feeling a little stuck with that. Um, so yeah, so today we were kind of wanting to talk about this idea of living out of a lifestyle of prayer and like what this means for us. We've used this terminology a little bit of Almarie paper of just feeling like a life that flows from prayer is different than just like compartmentalizing and praying. Um, so, but I guess I want to ask you to share, I guess, specifically, what does it mean to have a lifestyle of prayer? 
So I think that um, what came to mind is that prayer is a natural response to all of life. And I won't say just a response because it's not just reacting to things. Um, it's also being proactive and it's also just praising, you know, God in the moments, but, um, whether there's good or bad in our life, we're, you know, our reaction is to pray. Um, and that's just like what naturally flows out of us. Um, I think something that I think you shared this a couple of weeks ago on Instagram, um, just about that, the recognizing, um, who God is. And you talk about this and pray confidently and consistently too, but that recognizing who God is, um, leads us to pray, um, to, to pray in the right ways and, um, to pray because we want to praise him because we know he's a creator because we know he's good because, um, we know that he's our savior. Um, and to also, you know, seek his help. Um, so I think that it starts with recognizing who God is. And when we truly do that, um, then our natural response, um, mm-hmm. is to pray. And so, um, that's kind of like, I guess the theoretical side of it, but like practically a lifestyle of prayer, I think, um, means that we are praying throughout the day. Um, I think we've talked about before, just like that people can get so caught up or, and I, I do this all the time where I think, Oh, I need to pray for that. You know, I need to remember to pray for that instead of literally just directing those thoughts to God in that moment. Um, and that that just kind of becomes our habit is that instead of saying, Oh, I need to pray for that. Yes. It's good to have that thought and to recognize that we need to pray, but also to literally skip that step and just pray, whether that is, um, with someone in the moment or, um, on our own. Um, and I think that, um, also that having a lifestyle of prayer is going to naturally kind of affect those around us. Um, Mm -hmm. and like our, in our homes and our families, as you know, one of the primary places that I'm thinking, but if I'm having an outflow of prayer in my life and that's how I'm living my life, then my daughter is naturally going to learn that too. And, um, I remember you telling a story once about Vanna, I think maybe it was Vanna or Vivi, I'm not sure, but, um, that, um, you heard a siren or something. Maybe I was actually with you in the car. I think this happened when I was with y'all, that there was um, a siren or something and they wanted to stop and pray for the person or, you know, that they were going to, the ambulance was going to help. And, um, just how like they wouldn't have known to do that if they didn't know, you know, what prayer was and that we did that. And like that, you know, that there was kind of that, that standard like set in your home. And, um, and I, that, that has always stuck with me. And I think, you know, because that, that, um, that lifestyle of prayer, um, it's something that doesn't stay inside of us, 
but it's something that reaches beyond us into our homes, our communities, and the world. Yeah. No, that's so good. I have a a few, like, I guess, notes on what you were saying. Like, I love that you called it a response to God, because it's like without, I know that I've heard uh, Louis Giglio talk about this when it comes to worship, but like, we're only able to worship because of what we're seeing of God, you know, like Mm -hmm. we're a mirror image. Our worship is a mirror image back, like giving back to God, what, what we're seeing. Um, so I think that's just a good reminder that like, it's just this almost like can't help, but do this when we are truly seeing who God is. Now, this doesn't mean prayer is like always easy in the moment, but it means like if we probably spent more time really knowing who God is, it probably would be our more natural response. Um, but no, our natural response, if we're on Instagram all day long is not going to be to pray, you know? So, and I say that as somebody who is on Instagram today and I have gotten so sucked into it. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. that's not, I'm not saying that as somebody who got off a while ago, I've been on today and it has totally sucked me in. Um, but also I love the idea like that it's not compartmentalized. Um, like, you know, when we say, um, like, oh, I need to pray for this person. Like it's, we don't have to drive to a church to do it. Like we Mm -hmm. can do it anytime. So it really can be a lifestyle that we have because it's not dependent on a place that we are or a time. It can happen all the time. Like whenever Mm -hmm. you think about like, if you have a lifestyle of like, you know, a surfer lifestyle, it means you're not, you're not in, you know, I can't even think of a, just Kansas or Oklahoma or something like that. Like a surfer lifestyle is going to put you um, in that place where you're, you're able to surf and, you know, I don't know, that might be a really dumb example. I just, no, thought I get it. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I think that's just a, a cool point you made. So I love that. Um, and yeah, you're right. It does affect, it is going to affect man, we hope it affects everybody we know. And I know we hear those stories of people, you know, even on the podcast, we talk to people about like, you know, what, who did this, was this modeled for you? And it's amazing. The people that feel comfortable praying, feel like, um, not intimidated by it. They heard it a lot. And so I think, um, that really is something like, I know, I would love said of me whenever I get older, like if I'm like 80, that like she was the one who would always stop and pray for us. We knew that if we asked her to pray, she was praying and it was just evidenced by like some sort of glow about her. That's very specific, but I just picture like, I want that. um, I want to model that um, so that people know that about me, but yeah, it's, um, I don't know why I just went off on yes. that. But. <laughs> well, no, I think that because I hear so mi- so much that um, I remember a lot just growing up, just kind of like you, people would talk maybe about their parents' prayer, or not even prayer lives, but just spiritual lives in general. And just like, well, they're very private about that. You know, mm-hmm. it's very private to them. And I just think that, and I think that um, our culture has grown a lot in that and that we um, we recognize the importance of being vulnerable and, you know, and, um, sharing these things, but, um, yeah, that's one, one thing I hope is that we're not private about that, (laughs) you know, um, 
that it's very much a part of our life and our home and, um, and our, um, our relationships. Yes, that's awesome. And I know we're going to get there. I want to talk about, um, yeah, your parents and their, their model for that, but I know we'll, we'll get there in a few questions. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So how do we cultivate a lifestyle of prayer? Like, um, you know, we're, we love a good practical plan for this. Yes. Um, so buy a boundary paper prayer journal, <laughs> <laughs> No, but I think that it first starts with developing the habit. Um, even if it doesn't feel natural, Mm -hmm. um, I think making yourself do it. Um, and it's hard. I mean, prayer is hard because it's invisible and it's, we can't see it. We can't quantify it. Um, we can't see progress in it besides the ways that God responds. Um, and I think we have to be praying consistently usually to see him, you know, working. Um, but, um, so I think that at first, when you're first starting out, um, or you're, you're like, you know what, I do want to be a prayer warrior. I, um, you know, I've, I've prayed on and off here and there, but this is the year, like I want to do it. Um, I think that it takes, um, sticking with it, um, and being consistent, um, challenging yourself, um, in new ways that don't feel comfortable. It's, mm-hmm. it's not going to be, it's not going to just like any good thing. It's not going to be easy the moment that you begin. Um, and I want the one thing I do really love about our, our prayer journals is that there is something for everyone. Um, no matter where you are at in your prayer life, if you're brand new and, um, you know, you're just getting started in this, in this habit and it's, you might feel overwhelmed, grab the composed prayer journal. There's no extra lined pages in there. It's literally just prompts. You can even split it up. And some people use it's six months long, but some people, um, do two months, Mm -hmm. um, you know, at a time or use, use the prompt section for two months instead of one month and stretch it out. So it's even less overwhelming. Um, and you don't have to fill it out every day. You fill it out one time and you pray over one or two sections a day, you know, break it down and make it small and just focus on, um, developing that habit first. Um, and then I think, you know, one of the things about going back to my prayer routine, I think I've, you know, um, when I had Avery, it was a different story. I think after I had her and I really did feel like I drifted away. And by this point with her, I felt distance instead of extra closeness. And I, I really think, um, that has to do with a lot with, um, having developed a habit more. Yeah. Um, when we do, then we can kind of go through drier seasons and busy seasons and, um, still keep hold of that connection with the Lord. Um, so, um, so I think that that is the first, that's the place like that, that we should start is developing the habit. And, um, 
and then I think after that is just challenging yourself. Like if you're afraid to pray in front of people, just try one time, you know, it can be really short. It can be, um, you know, try with your kids. I think that that's the perfect place to start because they do not care. Um, especially very little ones. Um, they don't, they're not going to think twice about it. Um, you know, pray with your spouse or a best friend, um, that you can open up with, but just, you know, challenge yourself. And I think that, um, as you, as we challenge ourselves, we can, we'll become more comfortable and it will become more of a natural response, but just don't expect it to feel natural at first, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, I think, uh, um, I feel like that's just good reminders because often we can almost like wait for this like grand gesture from the Lord to like Mm -hmm. get us feeling like super, like on a spiritual high to pray And like, it just makes me think like he has already made the grandest of gestures, you know, Mm -hmm. by making this conversation even available to us. Um, And now I don't want to say it's our turn, but like, how are we going to respond to that? And I know we've already said it's like basically a response to that. Um, So instead of waiting, I love the emphasis on habit in the beginning. And so many people you know, like I know we've even been guilty of just like wanting to make sure everybody knows prayer is so accessible if you're busy. Like you can pray any time of day and mm-hmm. um, like it's you could pray these short one minute prayers. But like truly to have that lifestyle style where those that those things happen, starting a habit is a big part of that, because I know the same for me, like I actually enjoyed a lot of really good prayer time after my kids were born. And it was because I had spent, um, time before cultivating this habit, probably mm-hmm. more so with Vanna than Vivi. Vi- well, Vivi, I was still like on like a natural high from like just starting the journals probably a few months mm-hmm. before, but I do remember just thinking I did, I didn't feel like kids made it harder, but I think it was because that was already established. And I think mm-hmm. just starting out, um, like that might been hard because it's, it's hard to cultivate a, um, a habit in those seasons, but, um, that's not to discourage anybody if they are in those seasons. I think it just, uh, just know that we can, we can get there through just consistent practice daily and everything like that. Yes. Yes. And I think that, um, we were thinking about like, how do we cultivate a lifestyle of prayer? I think that, yeah, it's just, it becomes, and you use this word um, a lot is outflow. It becomes, it's that, you know, a natural outflow of our, um, that lifestyle becomes natural outflow of our lives when we are consistently spending time with him. Um, We don't have to, think about you usually don't have to think about how to have a specific lifestyle it just kind of happens Mm -hmm. based on you know the beliefs that you have and like what's going on in your mind and um um and heart and so when we're spending that time with him you know naturally we're going to be more willing to hey say hey can I just pray for you right now or um you know, whenever anxious thoughts start to come, start to give those back to the Lord in prayer. 
um, or um, when our child is misbehaving, we take a moment and say, hey, let's pray about this right now. Um, just like that, that when we're, yeah, it's just going to come out of us um, when we're spending that time with him. I love that. And I'm like Googling lifestyles, like just different uh-huh. examples of lifestyles. Cause I just think putting it and we'll have to like ask people on Instagram or something about this, but like some that came up like, and, and bear with me. Cause this is just, I'm just thinking of this right now. Healthy lifestyle, bohemian lifestyle, nomadic uh-huh. lifestyle, rural lifestyle, mountain lifestyle, beach lifestyle, all of these things. Um, it just makes me think like, yeah, like what would be representative of a lifestyle of prayer? And I think, mm-hmm. you know, we've already talked about a lot of it, but like having our first response be to go to God in prayer, to pray with people who, you know, if they're crying and they tell us something's wrong, like our our response is to pray. Or if we have a decision to make, we don't have this, you know, it's not like we just go to a pros and cons list. We pray and we ask God to help us or we fast. And we know that that's going to be part of our decision-making process. Um, yeah, that just gets me, that gets me even more excited about feeling like I want to live in this lifestyle of prayer. Um, yeah. Um, okay. So we've kind of covered this a little bit, but if there's anything you'd want to add to it, um, how does it look to the outside world? Um, yeah, I would say, I think it looks like a piece that isn't understandable. I mean, um, like it says in the Bible, but, um, I'm thinking of several people in my life, including you, Val, that have gone through hard things and you're like, how, like, how are they able to be so calm right now? (laughs) Like, and, um, I think it comes from just a, yeah, spending that time with the Lord and that they're confident in him. They place their place, their trust in him and, um, they are at peace with whatever happens. Um, and that doesn't mean it's not a struggle or mm-hmm. that you, you know, um, to, but from the outside looking in, it looks like that. I think a peace. Yeah. I love that you said that word. Cause I think it, it makes me think too about like an unhurried pace to where you're almost like they're moving at the Lord's, but they're, they're like, leaving just enough space. And I guess funny enough, like we're led, not driven, um, is coming out in November, which I don't, I don't know when this episode will go live, but, um, just that idea of like not running so fast that we could not even hear God if we tried, but like going at such a pace where if he asks us to change directions or do something different or take somebody with us, you know, like we're able to pivot because we're not, three steps ahead. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that just seems like a good, and I probably always have loved that imagery since the words led, not driven, uh, since I've picked those. Um, okay. Well, what have been some of the hardest obstacles, um, for your prayer life? Um, I think probably like, I was going to say comparison, Mm -hmm. um, 
to other people's prayer lives Mm -hmm. or, and I think that then probably just like guilt, um, when I have spent a time, spent time away from prayer or, um, you know, gone through a busier season like this in the past where I'm not able to pray on my terms, you know, like, um, where it doesn't look like what I think it should look like. Um, and, um, so, but I think that one thing that I have tried to remember lately is first of all, I can always come back to the Lord. Mm -hmm. I can always, when I, when I, um, I fall away when I'm, you know, not in my consistent habit of prayer that I can always come back to him. And, um, you wrote something in a blog post yesterday, maybe whenever that was Tuesday, Mm -hmm. um, about, um, that this is not a disciplinary meeting or something like that, but that you didn't um, get sent to the principal's office. You got invited to the table. (laughs) Yeah. You're invited. That's just that word of being invited. Um, that has been, you know, that's been, that's been a struggle for me. I think I'm really hard on myself. Mm. Um, and, um, and feeling like I messed up. Like I, you know, I fell off the wagon. Um, and, um, I think that he's ready, like he's ready with open arms and, um, and Satan is the one that wants me to think that I, you know, well, you know, well, you fell behind. So, you know, it's done for you, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> and, um, but that, um, you know, and going, just going straight to the gospel, I think, um, of what he did for me to have a relationship with me of sending his son to die on the cross so that he could have a relationship for me. He's not just gonna, um, he's not just gonna, um, drop me when I make a mistake. He, yeah. that, is, that is true love. Um, and so, um, yeah, I think that, and then also just on the comparison thing, um, I think that Instagram, of course, <laughs> going back to Instagram, um, gives us an unrealistic picture of a lot of things. And, um, one thing is people's quiet times and, um, probably, and I think in some way that can be encouraging and, and, you know, to see, um, someone's quiet time and, um, feel like, um, you know, oh, I want to do that too, you know, and that's, I hope that's, you know, how we feel, but sometimes it can be discouraging in a way of like, um, well, my quiet time doesn't look like that <laughs> right now yeah. or, um, or, uh, I didn't spend time with the Lord this morning, you know, so, um, you know, I'm not as, as good of a Christian or, you know what I'm saying? Like it can, mm. it can make us feel, um, down. And so, and I think that's more of an us problem than, uh, you know, a putting your quiet time on social media problem. Um, yeah. It, I feel like that that came up a lot whenever we were doing the course with um, the module on praying with other people. Like some people mm-hmm. praying with somebody who was really well-spoken, they learned a lot from them and they were encouraged by it. And then other people felt like it was intimidating, made them feel like a bad prayer, different things like that. So I can definitely see how 
two people could, yeah, see it as totally yes. different things um, for sure. Yes. And one thing you made me think of like was just the idea, like I remember whenever I first I don't even know where I read this or what, but the concept of picturing God with a smile on his face, like there was a painting and my mom loved it. And it was a picture of Jesus, like laughing. And it was just one of these things where you're just like, you know, I don't picture God angry, but I picture him serious, you know? So Mm -hmm. I can't imagine like that feeling of it's been a while. Like it's hard for us to picture God just saying, yeah, just come on over and like, just come sit with me. Like I'm excited to see you. We picture him like just before he could enjoy our company, he's got to discipline us and like get angry and stuff like that. And, you know, I am a grew up a good girl too. So I do feel like I have some of those same struggles of just feeling like he's going to be more upset with me than like, like, mm-hmm. I just think we put a lot more on him than he actually, we, we put a lot more, what's the word? Like, we expect him to be worse to us. And yes. I think, um, it, I feel like in just things that I'm reading and learning about, it's like, he is so gracious and it feels unnatural, but it, it's because he's God, you know, because w- the way we see that look in society, it might look like tolerance or being okay with evil or something like that. Mm -hmm. And that's not, that's not how God approaches us, approaches us at all. You know, um, it's just, he's the way he sees us is with Jesus's blood covering us. And, um, yeah. Yes. Yes. And I think that, um, yeah. And I think we can get so caught up in I don't know where in the Bible does it say you must wake up at 6am. You must spend at least 30 minutes in prayer, if not an hour. And, you know, like this is like, there's not, um, there's not one right way to spend time with the Lord. And Mm -hmm. I think that depends on your personality and your season of life. And, um, I think if we're coming to him, like just, um, you know, if we're coming to him, that's what he wants is that relationship with us. And if that for you means at night, Oh, by the way, side note, I forgot to put this in my list earlier, but the Adagio journal. So maybe you're more of a night person. Maybe it's, maybe you've been feeling guilty about, um, spending about not spending time with the Lord in the mornings, but you're a night person. Um, I've been, I, that's another thing I started using recently when it came out as our Adagio prayer journal, um, for the evening. And that's another, just really, that's a time that I know I'm going to have quiet because eventually they are going to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, and, um, but yeah, but it's that, um, find the way, you know, that, it, that that you love to spend time with the Lord. And for me, a lot of times that is outside and, and walking, um, and being with him in nature. And, um, but yeah, I don't, the other day I was listening to my Bible, my Bible study teacher that I'm in right, right now. He said, um, that someone told him in high school, you know, that, um, you don't have to spend, time with the Lord in the early mornings. You don't have to, um, wake up and do that. Um, and that was just like, 
big news for him. Mm -hmm. And when he said it, that just kind of reminded me too. And I am a morning person and that is always going to be my ideal. Um, but especially like in this busy season, or if that's not your deal, you don't have to feel guilty. Just, just find your time, find your, find, you know, if that's at lunch for you or, um, I don't know. I'm yeah. going on a tangent now, but no, find yeah. your time. <laughs> no, I think that that is important because, because we can get hung up on. And again, it goes back to that idea, which we have all in chapter two of pray confidently, like just about like feeling like there's so many things that we need to do it right. Like I know Mm -hmm. we've had over the last nine years, just questions of like, well, what if I pray this and I don't put it in the right order? Or what if I'm like, you know, I'm trying to figure out how to like pray the will of God while still sharing my, you know, honest thoughts. You know, there's a lot of very, I don't want to say nuanced isn't the right word, but like very specific questions that we can wrestle with. And I think there's just a lot less pressure than, um, like God is, God doesn't put that pressure on us. That's, that's honestly probably our own just hangups because we're humans, but also the Mm -hmm. enemy just really wants to, if he thinks, listen, I'm not going to get this person to go rob a bank and, you know, end up in a gang, but I could get her to, quit her quiet time because, or just overthink it so much that she mm-hmm. just spins out on it and spends the time that she would normally spend praying, just spend it distracted. Yeah. Um, so I think, I think that's a tactic he uses a lot with, with us, you know, quote unquote, good girls or ones that are desiring to follow God and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. So I, I know we're like getting long, but, um, I know we have a couple of questions and I kind of want to defer to you on which ones you would like to answer between biggest answered prayers, biggest no's, and then we'll go from there. Okay. So I'll try to be short on, um, but, um, on the biggest answered prayers and both of these are like things that aren't like the biggest things in my life, but they're the biggest things that have happened recently, I guess, for me and the things I'm walking through right now. Mm -hmm. Um, One thing that I've been praying for a really long time, and it's been in my journal forever, is um, probably since the beginning, is to develop relationships with our neighbors, like the people that live around us. And um, during COVID, that got really hard. Mm -hmm. Um, That's when we moved to our new neighborhood and, um, then having little people and, um, we just finally, um, invited our next door neighbor over. She is, um, a widow and, um, and we wanted to, you know, just that can get lonely. And so we wanted to have time with her and just to get to know her. And, um, and so that, God gave us kind of the courage to step out and do that. But also like it totally ministered to us and she was just so encouraging and just was like, just encouraging us and our parenting and just, um, and our, um, she's, she is a Christian and I didn't like know that going into it. Um, but anyways, I just felt like that was such an answer to prayer and just kind of like when you have a good experience like that and like, it's like, okay, that gives us me the courage. Like, let's go meet the other neighbors. Mm -hmm. And, um, I just feel like God is really growing us in that area of, um, of knowing people that live around us and 
um yeah that's okay so that's cool for a couple of reasons i know mm -hmm. um just the idea like the idea of taking care of the orphans and the widows is mm -hmm. just specifically named in the bible so i feel like for you guys to be able to step into that is really cool and then but to also say that like, you know, sometimes we think we are going to be the ones to help and we forget the value and not saying you guys forgot it, but like, I know like it would be easy to just be like, you know, kind of like the way we feel when we go on a mission trip where we're like, we're going to like go help build a house or do whatever. And then we're actually the ones who benefit. Um, but to just yes. know the value, like, and we've, we've both read Jefferson Bethke's book on like, take back your family, I think is the official mm -hmm. name. And I was actually just rereading some notes, but he just highlights this idea of, you know, our, our legacy, like, like in, in the most simplest of terms, like honoring and respecting older people and mm -hmm. in our culture today wants to throw them away and just feel like they don't matter mm -hmm. and they have no value and they're only a liability. And that's just not true. And I think, you know, even in this situation where it's like, okay, you guys, might be able to serve her, but she's able to bring that value to in just a totally different way than what is expected. So I think yes. that's, I'm glad you shared that one. That's awesome. Yes. It was such a blessing. And I didn't actually recognize it. I was trying to think about when I knew this question was coming up and I didn't recognize that that was an answer to prayer, a very long five yeah. year probably prayer that I've been praying. Um, so that was really cool to see progress yeah. in that area. That is okay. So, um, do you want to hit on biggest no's or do you want to go? I want to hear about how prayer was modeled for you. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, we can skip to the, um, cause I feel like I, I'll just, I could talk too long. So <laughs> I'll go on the, um, um, yeah, we can talk about how prayer is modeled. And okay. Um, so I do want to share. So your dad was a pa is a pastor mm -hmm. and he was a pastor as you guys were growing up. Correct. Mm -hmm. Like he, I think you said 25 or 30 years, maybe. He just celebrated 30 years. 30 yeah, years. 30 years. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so most of your life, and I am always impressed, um, just your your heart and devotion, not only to the Lord, but just how like, you know, I, I know that not all those situations come out like that. But then even when we went to Magnolia, I think is where I first met your parents. And I feel like once I met them, I was like, oh my gosh, this is, this explains so much about Kara. And, you know, if you meet Kara in person, you would just be so impressed with just her sincerity, her care, but it, it comes from your parents, um, oh, is what yeah. I noticed. And, um, anyway, I would love to hear just how that was modeled for you, but also like how your parents did it in a way that didn't t turn you off or it wasn't too mm -hmm. much because we, we can hear people. I know I have some of that fear of just like, what if, what if I talk so much about this that like, you know, one of them's just going to totally want to rebel against it. So I'd love to hear thoughts on that. Yeah. So I think, um, that's interesting. Cause I think, um, first of all, my dad, um, he is, he was very visible when I think back on, um, who modeled prayer for me, I saw him praying a lot. Um, I was listening and I think, um, Jordan Rainer's, when we were recording this, Jordan Rainer's podcast with Val came out today. And he was talking about how he wanted to um, be the parent who his children saw him spending time with the Lord. Mm -hmm. And they were encouraged that to do 
to do that themselves. And I am the kid in that situation. Um, seeing him every morning, um, and he's a 5 a.m.er. That's mm-hmm. who he is. <laughs> that doesn't mean it's the only right way, but he is a 5 a.m.er. And um, I would see him in the morning um, praying with his eyes closed and, um, and his Bible open on his lap. And, um, I didn't know it at that time. It wasn't like I was five years old and said, I'm going to do that too. When I grow up, (laughs) you know, but it just makes such an impact on you, um, to see that. And, um, and I think, you know, in our family praying was just what we did. Um, we prayed, um, of course, you know, before meals and before bed. Um, but, um, we've always prayed like when someone's about to do something big, like going, going on a trip or playing an important game or something, we would just some of my fondest memories, even like to this day, um, even leaving home, you know, to go back to college or even now with my own family is getting in a circle, all holding hands and praying over that, you know, moment or time. Um, it was always something that we did. And, um, and I was, you know, taught even like to pray out loud from a very young age. <clears throat> um, I won't even say taught because like in, when, you know, I don't think I was taught to pray. Mm. It was just modeled for me. Yeah. Um, and so that was, <clears throat> that made a really big impact in my life. And um, I will say that there were, there was a time in high school and college where I definitely fell away from I won't like, it's not like I rejected (laughs) faith or anything like that, but I, I got off track and, um, it was their modeling of what it meant to seek the Lord and, um, being in the church, which is another part, um, um, that I think brought me back. Um, and so I will just say like, yes, you may teach your kids to pray. You may, you may model what that means and model a relationship with the Lord and they could still, they're still going to struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, it's some more than others. Um, but that is, that will be seared into their mind. Um, and, um, that teaching them and modeling for them how to connect with the, how to connect with the Lord um, is the most important thing that you could teach them because that's where the Lord is going to do His work on them. Um, you're opening up. It's not that just they're doing something good by praying, but you're opening up for them um, everything that the Lord can do for them, um, and. Um, so yeah, that would, that, and then also I will say my grandmother, um, all of my grandparents, but I've specifically seen my grandparent, my grandmother's prayer journal. Um, and she, um, she tells me in every single time to this mm-hmm. day, we're praying for you. We are praying it like something specific that they're praying for us. Um, and so I will say, the other part of that is their prayer for me. Um, my family's in that legacy and that, that prayer for their family, um, that, um, makes me who, you know, who I, who I am today as a person who also wants to seek the Lord. Yes. Ah, thank you for sharing all that. And I think, um, 
I just think about like the faithfulness of that aspect aspect. Like, you know, when you, when you see your parents or whoever, like dedicate their life to, to something to know, like they, they kept going, they kept going to the Lord in prayer over and over again for decades. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, we have to either think they're crazy and this is a cult or this is true and they're, they're doing this for a reason. And I think, you know, um, I I think it's thankfully more often than not, we realize that it's true because we've gotten to see God work in those, in those things. But um, yeah, I think even just to say, like, I think the difference of that would just be if, if you don't see God work, it does just feel like this is nuts. Why are they doing this over and over again? Um, But when you get to see God work, you're like, no, they're not crazy. This is 100% genuine. Yes. Weird little thoughts. I just, I I want to say also that um, I realize that's not always the case for people Mm -hmm. that, um, that it was modeled or even that you may be hearing this and thinking, well, my, um, my daughter's a teenager. It's too late for me. Mm-hmm. And I would just say, no, it's not. Um, it will make an impact on them. Um, God can always redeem situations, yes. if, you know, and, um, you know, grab that book, praying the scriptures for your children and just start putting their name in the blanks, you know, just start with that. Um, and tell them, you know, how, tell them how you're praying for them one day. Um, just saying, Hey, I'm praying for you for this. I, you know, I know that's really important to you or, um, but it's not too, it's never too late. Um, if you didn't grow up in like having that modeled for you, um, and, or you feel like you've failed, um, mm-hmm. in modeling it to your own children, God will, God can redeem that situation. He, he can help you. Yes. And I mean, and I would even say like, if you feel just bummed that that wasn't modeled for you, um, don't resolve to just staying there waiting for, for that to happen or wishing that happened, like seek a wise woman. And, you know, this is one reason why it's so important to like be plugged into a local church. But if there's somebody at church who, when the worship music is on, you could just see her praying or, you know, when, when the pastor prays, like she is slow to lift her head because you could tell she is praying with him. And, you know, there's a thousand different examples of, of different ways we can know somebody pray praise, but seek them out. There is nothing. I mean, a, a prayer, somebody who's devoted to that would love nothing more than to, to see a young heart desire that because, um, so often, you know, like whenever I talk to older prayers, like they, they feel like our generation is just a little bit lost in that. And, you know, cause we don't have the, the same prayer meetings the same way or different things like that. And, um, obviously there's, there's a lot of people praying right now, but I think that they rejoice in seeing that legacy continue. So reach out to, to somebody and, um, and, just let them pour into your prayer life. I think that's really yes. cool. Or grab. I mean, I hate to be a salesperson. I'm not. I'm really not trying <laughs> yeah, to. I, I really, love that you. Yeah, you're better at this than I am. <laughs> I really. Kidding. I mean, I really. Like Val said, I am a sincere person, and so yeah. I truly mean it. That 
Um, pray confidently and consistently is a great place to start if you feel like you don't know what you're doing or um, that this is all new for you or that your prayer life hasn't been what you feel like it you know it should be. Um, it's it's a great place to start. Well, Kara, last question: What um, in what ways do you long to keep growing your prayer life? Yes. Okay. So, um, I would say I would like to increase my attention span. Um, and it does come back a lot to social media, um, for me too. And I mean, you, I think written a blog post about this, about just how our attention spans are so short these days. Mm -hmm. And we've just like really trained our, our selves to be that way. Um, and so I really want to spend more time in prayer and I can, you know, I can set my timer for 30 minutes, you know, and pray, but like, I want to really be in it, you know, and, um, not, um, you know, thinking when is this going to be over? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I want to, I really want to be all in with the Lord for longer periods of time, um, and crave that, um, instead of, um, just thinking that it's something that, you know, I would really like to do that. And I feel like I need to go back and listen to this again, because, um, when we talked about starting small and developing the habit and making, (laughs) and making, um, and, and, you know, and just doing it at first, um, and then the rest will come, but that is, that is really what I would like to grow in. Yeah, that's awesome. I um, I know somebody out there is echoing that and amening that. Um, well, Kara, thank you so much for being here. Um, I have just re- uh, enjoyed this conversation like I do all of our conversations. Um, but yeah, tell everybody where they can find you. And actually, you do have a fun Instagram. So tell everybody about that, too. Oh, my goodness. Well, um, I, I don't use my personal Instagram um, really at all. I mean... <laughs> Um, and, um, but my Instagram account that I started is the storied toddler. And that's just where I share book recommendations from what I'm reading with my toddlers, um, and, um, and my baby, I guess, but, um, yeah, that's where I am mostly actually active. And then of course you can find me for, through Valmarie paper at Kara at ValmariePaper.com. Mm-hmm. I'd love to connect with you. Awesome. Thank you so much, Kara. Would you pray for us? Yes. Um, Lord, I, I just thank you that, um, you, you love us and you choose to, um, you choose us, um, before we even choose you or, um, when we think that we have it all together and we have it all figured out, Lord, you're patiently waiting uh, for us to turn, Uh, to turn to you. And um, Lord, as we think about prayer, um, God, I just pray that it would be less of a a goal and more of a lifestyle um, that it would just come from a heart that wants to be close to you. Um, Lord, I just pray for each person listening that you would just give them a fresh desire, a fresh passion for you, 
Um, and Lord, I, I pray over Val um, as um, you put her in this position of, of helping people um, in their prayer lives. God, I just pray that you would bless her. I pray that you would protect her. And, um, and um, we're just so thankful for, I am so thankful for Valmarie Paper and, um, and our journals and, um, and just that we have access to this kind of thing um, and to help us in our prayer lives. Um, and um, Lord, we just pray that um, we will be ever closer to you. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Kara. You're welcome. Thank you so much for having me.